following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And on this radio show, you can get better, stay healthy, spot medical misinformation, and have fun. Fun is the key. It is the key. Heart health radio. is the best medicine, right? You know, it's funny you mentioned that Uh because that's a Reader's Digest thing. And later on in the show, we're going to take advantage of an idea that Reader's Digest Well, you know, people wonder about my practice because people come out of the room laughing. And and so they say, "Uh uh-oh. And listen, I'm an entertaining kind of doctor. Entertainment and fun can help you understand Better. I mean, if you're sitting there worried about what the doctor's going to do to you and yeah. he gives a lighthearted way of understanding it, mm-hmm. it, it that laughter takes away the, the um, tension and yeah. lowers that cortisol and adrenaline and you get better. He is Dr. Franklin Weefald. I am Dave Alexander. Uh, the topics of the day, at least for the first couple of, couple of minutes here, older people and heart attacks. Why are older people more likely to have heart disease? I don't know. That seems like a question I wouldn't even ask. It would make more well, sense. I think it's important for everyone. And okay. we'll talk about what they found out. There's something called Disney Rash. There's a medicine called Vasipa. I think it's just been approved or just... Well, it's been around, but it just yeah. got approved for a major, wonderful thing. And I think it's something that our, our listeners are really going to want to ask their doctors if they need. And bariatric surgery... Is it a good idea for somebody who's uh, obese and who needs to lose weight? And will it help you in the long run? We'll find out during this sure. uh, show. But talk to me about older people and heart attacks or heart disease. Um, I would almost think that it makes sense because they've had longer time well, it's to get bad things happen. See, you know, risk factors for coronary artery disease were always taught in medical school, hypercholesterolemia, male, gender, diabetes, hypertension, and yeah. advanced age. And so, you know... It was always thought that it was just because you're around longer, you okay. know, and a greater chance for the plaques to grow. As it turns out, as we've talked before, inflammation, chronic inflammation is public enemy number one now. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to see the National Institutes of Health start funding inflammation research. So these guys, these wonderful researchers, did not just take what was common sense? You're, you're older, you get more heart disease because you've lived longer. Turns out the inflammation levels rise as we get older. Now, the question of why that happens is still up in the air, but there's something called interleukin-6. Now, that's been something in the last couple of years that's really been a focus because interleukin-6 is a chemical that helps the immune cells communicate. But if it's too high, it tells them to do things that they shouldn't be doing, like attacking or making the the um, immune cells that are in your cholesterol plaques. Believe it or not, cholesterol plaque is not just fatty accumulation with a with a, a fibrous cap inside or a bunch of immune cells, mostly monocytes. Now. Is it important for you to know that it's a monocyte? No. But what's important to know is that when you have 
inflammation running through your body, you're much more likely to transmit that interleukin-6 signal into the plaque itself, causing inflammation. Now, we've all seen inflammation. It's fluid, pus. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens? The plaque swells. It ruptures the outer covering, which has protected the artery from the inner fat. And there's nothing that causes a clot more than that fat inside the the plaque, mm-hmm. the cholesterol plaque, and that causes a heart attack. You know, everybody probably is sick of me hearing. I'm sick of hearing this from me. But your flu shot will save your life, not because the influenza will kill you. That is pretty rare. Death from insulin, influenza is something you consider. But for my patients, especially the older ones who are susceptible to having heart attacks and even the younger ones who are susceptible because of their genetics and risk factors, influenza can kill you by causing you to have a heart attack. And why is that? Influenza hurts by jazzing up your immune system beyond what it needs to be. And the lungs fill up with fluid in the bad cases Mm -hmm. and the cholesterol plaques fill up. They fill up, they get inflamed, they rupture, the clot forms, and you have a heart attack. So inflammation is the enemy in in a lot of our illnesses. They're tying it to Alzheimer's, although Mm -hmm. that's not clear. It's definitely clear in coronary artery disease and stroke. And it may be a, and it's definitely important in rheumatoid arthritis and even, you know, regular degenerative arthritis. The more inflammation you have, the worse off you are. We've talked about the no-no diet. Why is that healthful beyond losing weight and beyond controlling your diabetes? Mm -hmm. It reduces inflammation. For some reason, undiscovered as of yet, the white flour products and the sugar products raise your levels of interleukin-6 and other inflammatory chemicals. So we're all boiling down to this one thing, Mm -hmm. and that is We've got to reduce our inflammation. What can I do? Well, you can eat right. Stay away from those foods that increase inflammation. White flour products, sugar products, things with white potatoes. You know, we've been damning the potato. But let me tell you what's, what would be really good what? about the The skin. Yeah? Eat the skin. That's all protein. That's all. And, you know, there's good fiber. I there's assumed good it was just dirt. Oh, man. No, it's Throw good away stuff. the white and eat the skin. I, really? I like the skin. Clean I it think up, you've, bake it. I think you figured out a way it. for my wife and actually wife and I to actually eat a, <laughs> a meal together. Well, let me tell you something. I love potatoes. I yeah. love potatoes. My idea of a seven-course meal is a six-pack and a potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm but, kidding. I mean, but I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to cook the, the skin separately yeah. with some bacon on it. Yeah. And then she's going to eat the white part of the potato. Yeah. This is good? Let's do it. All right. So inflammation's the bad guy. It's the bad guy. Okay. What is this Vesepa stuff? Okay. So we've talked about fish oil. And, you know, one week fish oil is good. One week fish oil is bad. There was at least the final definitive study about two weeks ago that even regular fish oil is good. It'll lower your risk of a heart attack. Well, these very smart people at a company decided that they would find out if they could purify the most potent chemical in fish oil, and that's yeah. eicosapentoic acid, yeah. or EPA. Let's just I, call it EPA. I knew that, yeah. And the EPA is now purified, and it comes in a nice golden capsule called Vesepa. And it, it's been around. Um, 
the number one indication for vesicular has always been high triglycerides. So we know that if your triglyceride, you know, normal is 150. If it's 200, it's not so bad, as long as your bad cholesterol is okay. Well, if it's 500, that's bad because what does it do when it's 500? It increases inflammation. Okay. What does that do? Causes heart attack. So vesipa was unbelievable. Fish oil for some people is good too. I mean, my, my triglycerides were 450. My LDL was 170. My LDL is 11 now, thanks to the medications. And my triglycerides are 80, thanks to what I started off on as regular fish oil. Now, I take vesipa not just now for the lowering of the blood fat. It reduces death and reduces heart attacks. So they did a study, wonderful study, where they took thousands and thousands of people who had heart disease. I mean, these people had stents or heart attacks. They were on all sorts of heart medications, aspirin, and they were on a statin. Okay, so the statins, mm-hmm. a torvastatin, Crestor, Lipitor, all those reduce cholesterol levels, specifically the bad one, LDL. Now, how do they do it? Your liver produces almost all of your cholesterol. So the cholesterol that's absorbed from your food is very minor compared to what your liver produces. Mm -hmm. So these drugs called the statins, they prevent your liver from producing a lot of bad cholesterol. It lowers it. It lowers the amount of plaque in you. There's probably a huge anti-inflammatory effect, too, in lowering LDL. So Vesipa was given to half the people in this study – and a dummy pill, which looked just like Vesipa. I take the dummy pill. Well, you know, I'm a I dummy. Do. I take dummy pills every day. <laughs> I get a prescription. Pills for dummies. They're delicious. They're very uh, sugary. Um, yes. Absolutely. All right. But anyway, so then they followed them for five, six years. I can't remember, but it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And the ones who took the Vesipa had a lower risk of death, heart attack, congestive heart failure. I mean, it worked. Now, it probably has a huge effect on our Word of the day, inflammation. It, it, the fish oil and the acosapentoic acid, lower levels of right. C-reactive protein, which is another inflammatory thing, and interleukin-6. So right. I'm not saying, because I can't say, that every one of you heart patients out there listening needs to go on Vesipa. I would say this. Ask your doctor, ask your cardiologist mm-hmm. if it would benefit you. What's the group of people it benefits? According to the FDA, they've now approved it for people who have documented coronary artery disease, cholesterol disease, and who are on a statin. Well, that's because two-thirds that's of the us. Study. That's two-thirds yeah. of us anyway. Well, and that's the study. Yeah. Okay, the study was about that. Now, what's the next thing? Is it for everyone? Suppose you have diabetes, high blood pressure, family history, you're 75, mm-hmm. you're on a statin. It's, it's, and, oh, one thing I forgot to mention – the people in the study, their statins were at the right level. They had a controlled cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So it's not as though the vesipa and those people lowered their cholesterol more. Right. They were already controlled. So the, getting back to what I was saying, the question now becomes, do we all take it? Okay. So it wouldn't be approved for me. Um, I haven't had a heart attack. I don't have stents. My blood pressure, I do a little bit. Um, it's controlled. Uh, my cholesterol is controlled. Um, should I take it? I don't know, but I do. Now, I can afford it. it. This is the bugaboo of all these great medicines that we have. Right now, it's quote-unquote available on my health care plan. Yeah. But it's $200 a month, copay. Mm. Now, with this study coming out, I think if you have you know 
coronary disease, if you've had bypass surgery or stents and all these other things, diabetes, it may be what we call a step care thing where you have to show that you've had um, coronary disease, you've been on a statin, and your statin's controlled, and you fit the people that were in the study. And then they'll pay for it. Right. I don't know. Well, well, let me just tell you, I'm having a problem with Ozempic. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not having the problem. I'm walking around. Ozempic is a, it's a new diabetic drug. It's, it's got great potential for right. people like me. Yeah. And it, the weight loss uh, issues with it. I keep telling people about it. They say, yeah, I know about it. We can't get it past my insurance right. company. Yeah, it's bad. Now, there are what Dave is talking about is something I've pushed on this show and I push on my patient. Mm-hmm. It's called a GLP-1 agonist. And what does that mean? It, it's a chemical that is exactly like what's in your body. It goes to your pancreas. It makes your insulin work better. So if you have type 2 diabetes, you have insulin. It just right. doesn't work right. Right. This stuff makes it work right. Now, about 1 in 10, maybe 1 in 50 can't take it because it causes nausea. Mm-hmm. If you've had pancreatitis, if you've had a certain type of thyroid cancer, you can't take it. But the vast majority of patients can take it. And it reduces your uh, sugar and it makes you lose weight. Right. Because obesity and diabetes are closely related. It's insulin resistance. I mean, your insulin just can't work right to get those sugars out of your bloodstream so they're not stored as fat. And it's a wonderful medication. But Vasepa, mm-hmm. Ozempic, mm-hmm. the other med- uh, medicine, there's no substitute for Vasepa. Mm-hmm. Don't let your insurance company say, we'll give you Loveza, but we won't give you Vasepa. They're not the same thing. Of course not. Loveza is a purified fish oil, but yep. it's not pure EPA. Okay. It's got everything else in it. Telephone are we done number with here. The first section? Yeah, we are. 919-860-9783. Niner one niner eight six zero nine seven eight three. If you need those number or the 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 names of those medicines or what they do, repeat it to you that what call up. Yeah. If you're on something you don't know what it is, or if you have a health issue, no matter what part of the body it affects. We have a cardiologist who is uh, a, what's that other thing? Internal Internal medicine. medicine special. I knew that. Go ahead and call 919-860-9783. Hey, you know, what, you know what's important about interleukin-6? What? It answered all of the questions formed by interleukin-4 and 5. <laughs> when they made the sixth movie in the series, it was really good. Yeah, really absolutely. Good. This is Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. You're a fraud. You're a fake. Leading into this segment was a commercial for Wild Birds Unlimited. And I just want you to know that that song is going to be in my head all day. Thank you, guys. It's a good song. Really? All right. I've got Marie on the line, but I also want to mention fake news. What's first up in fake news? Uh, The first step in fake news is that... Is it the blood pressure medicine? Yes. Okay, if you're on an ACE inhibitor... Okay, you're not going to kill yourself. And that was a story that I picked up in Facebook that some guy decided to look at blood pressure people who were on ACE inhibitors who yeah. weren't, and there was a higher risk of suicide in the ACE inhibitor people. So that's, that's Vasotec, Lisinopril, and now he's saying, you better switch to an ARB, which is um, Kozar and things like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, it's not a good study. It, it's a look-back study. What if the people who had to have an ACE inhibitor had worse health 
had, you know, the need for a stronger drug, and therefore they were in that that region of a higher risk of suicide. Don't make your doctor stop your ACE inhibitor if it's working. And that's, Fake news. And that's a story that's floating around floating now. Around. now. Fake news. Marie and Raleigh, thank you for calling us. Our number is 919-860-9783. Of course, Marie knows that. Hi, Marie. Hi. What's How up? Ya? Hey, Dr. Weefall. Hi, Marie. I'm a cardiologist and primary care doctor. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have a, well, I know I want some of that, but see, Yes. Well, the reason why you, know, you qualify and the reason why I haven't given it to you yet is because you are going to come in with a baseball bat the next visit and say, Dr. Weefald, are you trying to bankrupt me? <laughs> but it should be now affordable maybe in the next six months. Um, like I'm not that. sure what your Medicare Part D is, but if it's AARP, um, I, I know that United Healthcare is going to approve it very soon. Well, it's approved. Marie, I could get it for you, but okay. it'd be $250 a month. Marie, would it be easier if we just have Dr. Weefald bring you to the studio next week? Did you know that I'm not that far from you? Well, really? come on down. You still I got 35 minutes. We'll, yeah. we'll arrange for it, Marie. Yeah. No, I'm trying to recuperate a little bit. I yeah. mean, my voice sounds a little hoarse. But don't we fall? I just wanted to call you and tell you during the time that I was in weight med and re- and rehab, every one of my vital signs were perfect, and that just tells you have me on the right medication. Good. You you were in the hospital, but your your body signs were perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I mean, I think it was in ICU when I was in there. And I haven't had any problem with my heart, as I know, but I know it's time for me to get that stress test. I think it was in January. But um, another thing I want to know, how did they determine uh, how many stars you have by your name? Stars? Oh, you mean on Google? Uh Uh-huh. Well, let me tell you what happened. I used to have... 5.0 5.0 rating. Yeah. 35, 40 people. And now I'm a 4.8. You know what happened? I had no idea. I'm all five. Yeah. And two ones. Uh, well. Well, and so let me yeah. tell you about this. Um, and it's interesting because the, the 15 or 20 people who did fives who left comments, mm-hmm. they were all really nice and very good things. The two who were ones didn't leave a comment. And so let me tell if you, if your doctor was a five, and then all of a sudden, he's not a five anymore. Don't think it's because he's bad. Now, I know there is an ex-partner of mine out there who, on a previous, um, I think it was Health Smart or something like that, he had a bunch of people put in the most horrible things about uh. me. And so I had a rating that went from 5.0 to like 4.1. But don't believe him. If you, wanna, if you really want to know what is going on in those ratings, read the comments. Because, you know, if somebody leaves a crummy comment, I had one leave a comment that it took me 35 days to get their records instead of 29, and therefore I'm a one. Um, read the good comments, because the good comments are going to tell you more about what kind of a physician he is than anything else. And, you know, if somebody's all fives and a bunch of ones, you know that it's either sour grapes type things. Or somebody trying to, you know, a competitor, mm-hmm. um, getting people to, to do it. 
um, to say bad things to drive down his star rating. But I used to be five. I'm not a five anymore. That's all right. We still consider you at least a four and three quarters here. Yeah, I guess. All right. Marie, thank you. Thank you very much, Marie. Have a great day. I love you, sweetie. Take care. There was an article about marathon running. Hey, marathon running is good for your knees? I don't think so. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That is a fake, fake story. Now, what do they say? What do they say? They say there are components of our bloodstream and stuff like that that may help the knees. I have never met a marathon runner who didn't have crummy knees. Yeah. It's, our bodies were not made to stomp the pavement for 26 miles. Now, remember, it's not just the race that they run. Yeah. It's the training. They're running 120 miles a week. Yeah. It's craziness. I was going to do it once. Just to say I could do it. Sure. This is back in my crazy young days. Of course, now in my crazy old days, yeah, the only could. difference is young versus old. But I was, it was a six-week program to train. You started off five miles. You started off 20 miles. I got to 30 miles, and my knees were killing me. Right. And I had – listen, I don't do it – I don't do anything except, you know, full bore. I had $300 shoes that were, you know, um, recommended by the top marathoners in the world. Yes. Our bodies aren't meant for the constant abuse of running. Do you know what our bodies were meant for? Sprinting and stopping. Okay. (laughs) Think about it. Okay. You're a caveman and you see the mastodon. Yes, I am. You got to sprint toward him, club him to death or spear him to death and then take a rest. Okay. Nobody chased a mastodon for 26 miles. You know what happened to the first guy? Why it's called marathon? A yeah. marathon. <laughs> so there was a war. Sure. That Pel- I think it was. There may be some professors you, out there. You know, you're me. you're 45 seconds away from news. Okay. But you know. Here's the quickie go. thing. Yeah. So marathon was a city. Yeah. And they won a battle, and so they had to get the message to Athens, 26.4 miles away. Yeah. So some guy said, "I'll do it." And he ran, and he ran, and he ran, and he ran. He gets to Athens, runs up to the journal, and says, we won, and falls down dead. Okay? That's what happened. And and it could happen to you. But it's not good for your knees. It's training for, for your whole or, body. Okay. All right. Terrible. Much more of this show to come. We've got uh, questions of, about bariatric surgery. Duke doctors performing a transplant using something you'd never guess. And number seven is amazing. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. Or the telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. I'm Dave Alexander. He is Dr. Franklin Weefold. And we promise to repeat those uh, medicine names. One is Vasipa. Yeah, V-A-S-C as in Charlie. Okay. E, P as in Peter, A. Vasipa. And it's also the generic name is EPA, Ecosopentoic Acid. There is no generic. And please don't let your insurance company substitute Lovaza, L-O-V-A-Z-A. All Lovaza is is a semi-purified form fish oil. It only functions like regular fish oil. It's not the good stuff in Vesipa. And I brought up Ozempic. Ozempic. O-Z-E-M-P as in Peter. O-Z-E-M-P-I-C. O-Z-E-M-P-I-C. Now, there are three um, different ones. There's Ozempic, there's Trulicity, and there's Bidurion. And they all work well. Mm-hmm. 
Some insurance companies cover Trulicity, but not the other two. Some of them cover Bidurian and not the other two. Um, the uh, Ozempic is not as well tolerated generally, more nausea. It does work. It has just a little bit more nausea than Trulicity does. Yeah, and guess what? And I'm on it, and I will, I'm not endorsing anything because I don't know what it does in my body. I will tell you that part of the side effect of this is that people on this medicine lose weight because they look at a big plate of something and they choose not to finish it. Well, because their stomach is, you know, a little off. That's interesting. You know why? Yeah. I had a patient who I put on Trulicity, went to their diabetologist who was ticked off yeah. that I was doing something that he was supposed to do. Yeah. So he switched from Trulicity to Ozempic. And he wrote me a letter saying, I, I like Ozempic because the patients don't eat as much because they're nauseated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind telling you that it's not like I become ill. It's that I look at that big plate and I say, I'm not, I don't know where I'm going to put that. Yeah. I really just, I'm not going to well, be I got hungry an idea. all the way through the I got meal. an idea where you're going to put it. Yeah, where am I? In a Stop. Tupperware container. Yes, and you're yes. going to bring it on Saturdays at noon. I'm and I'm going to eat it. All right. We've got a special segment on the show. Uh, we're going to talk in a couple of minutes about Duke doctors doing an amazing transplant. You got a tapeworm story. You got a, a story about a woman who died. But she got better. That's all coming up. But first, a brand new segment to this show called I'm Dave's Blank. It's time for I'm Dave's Blank. Brought to you by HeartHealthRadio.com. Here's Dave's Blank. Hey, Dr. Weefold, I'm Dave's bladder. And sometimes, Dave... It just stopped. It died. It did. All right. Dave's bladder just died. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're early days with this concept. Remember, Reader's Digest. Yes. And I'm Joe's colon, heart, whatever. Okay. On today's, what what we're asking here, Dave's bladder was supposed to say, and I don't know why it failed. Apparently, Dave's bladder's not getting it done all the time. Right. So, in in a short amount of time. Yeah. So, what we talk about with men is hesitancy frequency, sometimes difficulty passing urine, and why? Well, it's a bunch of things that could be going on. Number one, everybody thinks of the prostate. So the prostate's a male organ that produces fluid for uh, when you, you know, need to have your sexual function. It gets big. And the urethra, which is the tube that carries urine, goes through it so it can squeeze it. Now, is that the only reason why you can't get your urine out? No. You could have an infection, believe it or not, and not have symptoms of burning or fever. An infection can swell the prostate, prostatitis, or a urinary tract infection. Now, kidney stone. Believe it or not, you can have kidney stones without pain. They just are sort of clogging the exit, and the urine is not getting out. Now, there's a, something called the urethra, which is a sphincter. you got a couple of sphincters. These are round muscles, and the, it squeezes shut. Okay. Well, sometimes it doesn't want to relax. All right. You ever Have you ever been in the men's room and you're standing there and there are other people there and you can't no. pee? No. And so when other yeah. people leave, then you can pee. It's weird. Okay. Or you got to turn the water on. Now, the last thing that can cause it is a weak bladder. It's a muscle that's supposed to push down and squeeze everything out. Okay. And some people's bladders go bad. Diabetics can go bad. The, the bladder... The bladder can go bad. The bladder goes bad. Well, because neuro, of neuropathy. Can't get another one. Yeah, neuropathy. All right, all right. 
Let's talk about the Duke doctors and this amazing transplant. Well, uh, full disclosure, I trained in cardiology at Duke. Mm -hmm. I know these guys. Yeah. Some of them are retired. I'm old. But it's a wonderful place. Um, It's a place where magic still happens. I sent some people there um, who I never expected to survive. And they're doing great 20 years later. Wow. the biggest problem with heart transplants, we don't have enough donors. Now, we talked before on a show how we can use now the donors who, uh, donor hearts who were drug addicts dying of overdoses who had hepatitis C. Yes. And some doctor said, I'm taking the heart myself. He was a heart transplant surgeon. He needed a heart transplant. They thought he was crazy. They gave him the heart. He got hepatitis C. But lo and behold, we now have medicines that cure hepatitis C. Yes. So that's what you do. It sounds crazy, but it works. And, okay. you know, you take the pills, you get a new heart, you cure hepatitis C. Now, another thing that has changed because of Duke and the the what's the bravery and the sense of, you know, pushing into a new frontier, they're using hearts that have stopped. Now, before, they would say they'd take a heart from someone who's brain dead that yes. the heart had never stopped. Yes. Well, they have incredible techniques now to preserve hearts. So if your heart, if someone's heart is stopped and they get it going again, they know now that it's not necessarily a quote unquote bad heart. Yeah. So there were type A hearts. The type A hearts were from young individuals who were healthy, never had a sign of a heart problem, who had brain death, and that heart never stopped. Then there were type B hearts, and those maybe had a little cholesterol buildup from older people. And they would sometimes give those to very old people who needed heart transplants. Well, now they have elevated certain hearts that were actually stopped and required CPR, but look good, and they're transplanting them. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Duke is breaking a mold, and I think that um, we should commend them, and I think this is going to open up uh, another era where we're going to see more of the people who are dying awaiting a heart transplant going to get them. Am I wrong to interpret this as they were given a heart? It's, a heart that had stopped, that had died. This is Frankenstein. No. No. Because the heart never deteriorated. Okay. And we talk about died. Right. We're talking about minutes here. You know, right. even I'm good with they that. They wouldn't use them even if they had to do CPR for five, six minutes because right. they were afraid. Uh, and there was no evidence, but it was, co- quote, unquote, common sense sure. that the heart wouldn't be any good anymore. Well, think okay. about it. How many people get CPR and live for a long time? A right. lot. So the heart's good. The heart's good. The heart's good. Okay. It was assumed to be bad. A similar story yeah. from the layman's perspective sure. is about this woman who she had – she was in a cold area. Yeah. She Her heart stopped. Yeah. She was huddling and hugging her husband – they were stranded in barren temperatures, and because of the cold, she died. And the rescuers came after she had ceased movement and after she had stopped breathing. They took her temperature. Now, the normal temperature is 98.6 degrees right. Fahrenheit or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Hers was 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I don't have my calculator. I'm not going to tell you what that is in Celsius. But they brought her back. She was not moving. She was not breathing. There was uh, no evidence of any type of function in her body. Now, there is something called ECMO. Have you ever heard of that? ECMO? No. For babies whose lungs, preemies whose lungs haven't developed, they 
put this, it's basically a heart-lung bypass machine. It's the same concept as when you're on open-heart surgery and they stop your heart. Well, they got to have an artificial heart and lung. And so they extracorporeal means that they stick tubes in your one in your artery and one in your vein. So mm-hmm. in babies and often in, in adults, it's in the jugular vein and the carotid artery in the neck. Sometimes they do it in the femoral vein and the femoral artery in the leg. They take all your blood out of your body, excuse me, and put it through a membrane where oxygen can get into the blood. Right. And then they shoot it back into your body. Now, the reason why this worked for her, number one, her lungs weren't working. So if they put her on a ventilator, they would have gotten the oxygen in her body. So they put her on this ECMO. And they warmed her up degree by degree, slowly, and yeah, she woke up and said, what am I doing here? Wow. Six hours. And so this is, I think, important for several reasons. Number one, you got to go to a hospital that has this capability. Yeah. You don't have ECMO at, at you know your local hospital. Um and so she was lucky in that sense that there was a hospital that had this capability. But the second reason why it is so important is don't give up on a frozen person. Okay? Don't. Ever. I was give told up. the expression was they're not dead until they're dead and warm. Right. In places like Minnesota where right. people will fall in water. Right. And we assume that they've either drowned or they've frozen right. to death. No. Yeah. So the biggest problem is, is ECMO the only way? Um, Obviously not. But I think the ECMO showed that this woman, who had been dead for six hours, you can bring him back. And I think somebody who's been frozen in a pond for 30 minutes, you can warm them slowly the conventional way. Mm -hmm. Um, You put a tube in the stomach and you put warm saline. You have a monitor probe in the rectum to measure their core temperature and you bring it up really, really slowly. It's hard to oxygenate them because their lungs don't necessarily work. That's why the ECMO is so good. But don't give up on a cold person. Just wow. don't. We can make it. That's just amazing. We can make it. And it's now, a testament to modern medicine. All you ever hear about is how terrible modern medicine is. Wrong. It's wonderful. People and I are do doing, it every day. Yeah, people are doing amazing things. I do it every day. Okay, even in this area, right. which is a wonderful thing. And we've got two of the top heart hospitals in the country right here, Wake Med and Rex Hospital. We do it every day. That's what my motto is going to be. We do it every we day? We do it every day. All right, we don't Save stop. Save lives. Now, are we ever going to get to the point where we're going to freeze people who've passed away and I don't, reanimate I don't know. them? I'm not going to get into that. That's, that's more of the you know Twilight Zone stuff, but... I will tell you this. Um, there is going to be suspended animation. Really? Yeah. They're already looking at this to go to Mars and to go to other places. It'll wow. work. And part of the research is these people who are frozen. But it's going to be a long time from now. I know my role around here. I am not the scientist. I am the comedic influence on the no. show. And I just want you to know that my uncle, when he passed away he had his, had his he had his entire body frozen not a good idea for the no for the sole purpose to be warmed up for when they find a cure for what he died of what did he die of he died of hypothermia actually <laughs> <laughs> he froze it 
Oh, come I'm on. just kidding. It's a joke. Telephone number 919-860. He fell for it. 919-860-9783. Call us up. We've got a shout-out coming up for somebody who did an amazing thing amazing. that many of us want to do. That's coming up next. Amazing. And some great medical news. And your phone call, if you dial that number that I laughed through, 919 919- I'm going to laugh through it again. 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health, where you help, we help you get better, stay healthy, and spot medical information, misinformation. <laughs> What's on your Christmas list? Anything about a brighter, wider smile with a gum-friendly solution that doesn't cause sensitivity? How about clean, sparkling teeth using natural solutions that won't damage your enamel? Santa might deliver presents, but Dr. Singletary delivers a smile you've always wished for. See Dr. Singletary today at NorthRaleighPerio.com. That's NorthRaleighPerio.com. December is a time when families come together to celebrate the holidays and to enjoy each other's company. But for those who have lost a loved one, this time of year can be especially difficult. Transitions Life Care wants you to know that our grief professionals are here to help. We understand grief. We understand loss. We will meet with you at no charge to provide support as you navigate life after loss. To schedule an appointment, please call 919-719-7199 or visit our website at transitionslifecare.org Rapid Repair Experts are the only company you'll ever need for your plumbing, electrical, heating, and air. Right now, get a brand new heating and air system for as little as $83 a month with financing. RapidRepairExperts.com If your credit card debt is out of control, if you're in over your head in monthly payments, there's a secret the credit card companies don't want you to know. If you have more than $10,000 in credit card debt, You have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. That's bad news for the credit card companies, but it's great news for you. We're Credit Associates, and we're offering you free information on how to virtually eliminate your credit card debt with a monthly payment you can afford. To see how much you could save, call now. 1-800-600-1449. Don't declare bankruptcy. Don't consolidate. Give us 10 minutes and we could save you thousands. After all, we depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. Credit Associates. Live better, debt-free. Find out how easy it is by calling now. For the secret the credit card companies don't want you to know, call Credit Associates now and see how much money you could save. For free, call 1-800-600-1449. 1-800-600-1449. I love my husband, but I'm so angry he chooses alcohol over us. I'm glad I tried Al-Anon. Do you worry about someone's drinking? Al-Anon can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Well, you know you make me want to shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout, come on now, don't forget to say you will. This is Heart Health. Telephone number 919-860-9783. This time on the show, we usually give somebody some recognition yeah. for doing an amazing thing. And, and for all you people out there listening, I have permission when I mention these patients' names of for course. the privacy. But Ashley Holland. Ashley's the guy who came to see me. I had a little bit of heart trouble, but we cured that. 
And he had a problem with obesity. It was a genetic basis. Mm-hmm. We put him on the no-no diet, uh, which, as you know, is no white flour products, no sugar products, no white potato products, no white rice. And he's lost 100 pounds. Now, he did it with the assistance of some medicines that I routinely use, fentramine, which is a uh, what we call an anorectic. It's a mild stimulant. It is not uh, an amphetamine. Mm-hmm. It is at some people. It will raise your blood pressure and raise your heart rate. So you must take this medicine under medical supervision. And then another medicine called topiramate, which is an anti-seizure medicine. If you don't have seizures, it doesn't hurt your brain. Um, the way they found out that it was good is that it really worked on childhood epilepsy, but they had to stop it on a bunch of patients because they lost so much weight. Wow. So the combination of fetamine and topiramate and the no-no diet. Now, there's he doesn't need this additional medicine, but Dave's already talked about it. It's Trulicity or Ozempic. If you don't have diabetes, it doesn't make your sugar go down. It's an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. All it does is make your own insulin work better, and your own insulin is a regulatory system. It's not going to go overdrive and make your sugar go down unless you have something else on top of it, you know, like like your own you know, insulin shot. And I'm telling you, these people just lose weight like there's no tomorrow. Um, Melissa, I've talked about before, Melissa Chambers in my office, she's lost 120 pounds. Yeah. And so, you know, the point is you can do it. You don't, and, and exercise is not the way to lose weight. Exercise is a way to get in better shape mm-hmm. and be healthier, better oxygenation. But if you're going to eat and exercise, you're not going to lose weight. Now, Here is something that I'm going to tell you I'm a big supporter of, and that is bariatric surgery. And everybody says, oh, come on, that's a cop-out. I have people on the no-no diet. I have people on phenamine and topiramine. I have people on Trulicity, and they don't lose weight. Mm -hmm. They have a specific genetic problem. It may be that their gut bacteria is such that no matter what, their Mm -hmm. sugar goes right into their fat stores. Bariatric surgery is wonderful. They can do it now through the belly button. They reroute your intestine, and it works. Now, there is a group of people out there who think it's because it changes your gut bacteria by the acid going in the different ways. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about it now is they did a study about people who had heart disease and who were going to go to bariatric surgery. And it's a very fascinating way they did it because there's a waiting list in England, especially England, with the National Health Service. So they followed the people who had heart disease who got the bariatric surgery, and then they followed the people who were waiting. And all the aspects of heart health, your stress test, the cholesterol, time on the treadmill, that's a very important thing, how far you can go on a treadmill. That tells us how healthy you are. Mm -hmm. They all markedly improved in the people who got the bariatric surgery. I am all for it. Wake, Wake Med has a wonderful bariatric surgery program. Rex has a good program. It's available. Talk to your doctor. Now, this is for people who are morbidly obese, okay? And I hate to use that term. It's a specific term. And I'm not, I'm not fat shaming anybody here. Mm-hmm. I, um, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It is a medical condition, being morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. And if you can get approved for bariatric surgery and you've tried and tried and tried to lose weight and you can't, it's a miracle. And it's a godsend. And I recommend it highly. But talk to your doctor. I'm going to jump in with something. that Uh-oh. I had surgery on my foot about a year, maybe two years ago. I, I've forgotten now. Good thing. I, I just I don't even think about it anymore. 
I saw the chart. I read the chart upside down. Guess what it said? What? Obese? Morbidly obese. Yeah. Now, here, let me just tell you, over you the were. last eight months, I have set my goal at becoming merely obese. Well, come on. Just How much weight have you lost? Be- I was just this side of 300, okay? I was 297 pounds. You didn't know me you then. You hit it well. Uh, yeah, but I was 297. Over the last... Eight to nine months, I'm now down to 233 pounds. Make me want to shout. Yeah. Now, my goal, I figured out what my goal really is. To be 197. Only, even if I'm there there for a day. Is that what you want? That's what I want, 195. Even if I'm there for a day, I will have lost exactly 100 pounds. That's awesome. Now, in order to do that, I may have to more, have more surgery taken off the left leg, and, <laughs> and if not that, then it may be the right leg. But still, yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, there's a story in your stack about a guy who discovered that he had a tapeworm. Yes, I'm awful. not sure we want to mention it. Well, it's interesting because it's it, it, it's it's not something that you ever heard of. You no. Know, in in countries that are industrialized. Yeah. A tapeworm is a parasite. So if you eat undercooked pork especially, the tapeworms will get into your intestine and then they can grow. And the worst thing about it is not only can they grow, they can invade your brain. Well, this guy yeah. was sitting there doing his business. I, I, okay, I want some more. I'm more not sure more. we want to know the specifics. Yeah, other anyway. than, can you tell us the length well, okay, so what happened was he felt something down there that was coming, going the wrong way, so yeah. he grabbed at it. Yes, and he, he did. And kept pulling and yes, pulling yes, and pulling. 32-foot tapeworm. Ladies and gentlemen, a 32-foot 32-foot tapeworm. tapeworm. So what does this mean? This means that we talk about meat being good for you. Yeah. You can have a rare steak. Sure. I mean, you know, a rare steak, beef steak, you know, one in a 100,000 chance of E. coli. Do not eat rare pork. Don't do it. You don't do it. And I got a rare pork steak the other day. Not the other day. About two years ago at a very fancy restaurant. And they assured me that this pork had been raised in an environment where there were no tapeworms, no trichinosis, all this other stuff. I will say this. It was very good. Yes. But the key thing, if you buy a hunk of pork and you bring it home, it's got to be well done. You got to get to 100. If you want another temperature, it's 160 degrees. You put a put a thermometer, you know, one of those baking thermometers in there, and you do it. Now, do we have real quick time? Yes. You probably can tell I'm sick. I have a little cold. Yeah. I do not have influenza. Good and then you. I read something that I I kind of mad at myself that I haven't talked about because I think the lack of talking about it really hurt a lot of our patients. And mm-hmm. that when the heat goes on, the air dries up in your house, um, forced air heat especially. Mm-hmm. Why is that bad? Because your nose dries up and the inner lining of the nose cracks and the bacteria that are normally and the viruses that are normal. You know, mucus is there for purpose. Mm-hmm. It traps viruses and bacteria so you can blow them out. Well, when you're dry in the nose, you can get sicker better. I mean, sicker more often. Mm-hmm. Get a humidifier. They're all over the place now. Make sure they're clean. Mm-hmm. And make sure you use distilled water. Tap water with chlorine will plug up the system. They're automatic now. 30 to 30% humidity is probably all you need. 
I set mine up at night, turn it on, I wake up with a good nose. For more information about this show, go to hearthealthradio.com. That's it. That's it. All right. Take care. We'll see you next Saturday on the Heart Health Radio Network. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.